in white satin Lifelong fairy friend Seek outside Vilna A queen to defend Hourglass coven Three to a whore You will lead allies Answer valor's call Look above you Yes, above you Above you Okay, um, welcome everyone. Uh, we've got four so far, but expecting a full house shortly. Um, so, back to the Feywild after four weeks, is it? Or no, two weeks, but it was a shorter session last time. Right. Um, yeah, so, how's everyone going? Doing all right. Fantastic. Good. Yeah, good. Okay. Started a new job, so I was working all week for the first Ooh, time in months. Yes, right. Ooh, congratulations so far. I kind of I'm working through a virtual machine to Canada, and from there through a virtual machine to Colorado. Oh. so I'm doing double virtual machines. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of overly complicated. Right. Remote yeah. work. Remote work. Yeah. <laughs> Is that for security or just because of how many? Yeah, yeah, it's for security. Yeah. It's uh, okay. for our forensics company that works with the FBI. So. Oh, right, okay. Oh, how interesting, okay. But it doesn't keep you away from your Marvel t-shirt. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I guess where we left off, where we started last week, if I just dial it just back a little bit, is you <laughs> had... Is you had uh, <laughs> some glory? I was about to launch into song there. I didn't know what to do. Um, it was like a musical. Yeah. Speaking of which, though, you had a um, you had a song sung to you uh, by the bard, uh, up and coming bard from the Getaway Gang, and you've been dubbed the Knights in White Satin by the Getaway Gang as well. And everyone has been given a white sash to wear as a token of uh, um, affection and friendship with the um, the goodly folk of the Feywild. So I think Celeste and Ungo, you weren't here last time. Um, uh, Ronan tied the thing onto her horns, you know, like a knight might on the top of their helmet. I think Slapney had it sort of um, tying his uh, his ears together, if I recall. On the, on the tip of one of my ears. Tip yeah. of one of your ears, yes. 
Um, and I can't remember Mavis. I think there was a... On the staff, I think, for, for Eleanor. Um, but yeah, so um, both Ungo and, um, and Celeste, you've both got one of these as well. Um, to wear, assuming that you're willing to, to take their offering. Um, with that, you, you disembarked from this giant trant that had ferried you all the way into Yon blasted landscape of lightning and um, lightning thunder and there's these huge lightning rods at the top of each peak and it just sort of lightning hits and then goes and zips off to the north and um, uh, these lightning rods are clearly manufactured it's not just um, you know hitting the tips of the mountains or anything and you started to and you made your way down into the ravines to try and keep away from the lightning um, a bit worried. I think Eleanor flying a bit high we had determined that it would be best to keep below the the peaks and even though she's got the broomstick to zip around on. <clears throat> you encountered, now I might be getting these a little bit off um, off you, but you met some enchanted or awakened or somehow sentient goats and they prophesied some sort of uh, events coming up in your future. Um, which I think you've got in the chat. Um, if you just go back a little bit, you'll see those. And <clears throat> um, I think it was Ronan, you gave them some food, or gave one of them some food, and he sort of skipped off happily. Actually, it was Eleanor. Eleanor gave some, gave some food. And the other two sort of looked, came and stood in front of you all, but I don't think anyone clicked that they're after a bit of a, an offering. A reciprocal, mm -hmm. reciprocal gesture, and uh, they got a bit dark on you, and uh, sort of slunk off, looking over their shoulders, and these um, rocks animated, and there was this huge battle between uh, these giant um, living boulders or animated boulders. Plus, they had the ability to animate boulders of their own, and so there was this big rock smash, Hulk smash sort of battle. But uh, the group managed to prevail and um, show, I think their um, gathering might. It was quite a spectacle um, with everyone cutting sick. Knocked these, um, these boulders for six, carried on your way and um, took a rest and met some little fey folk, little rock elemental creatures um, that I came and I think um, took a liking to, to Ronan and bestowed upon you, I think a gift if I recall, is that right? Right. So they what? Gave, oh, uh, they gave me a. Well, I had found a sword at the end of the battle with the rocks, and um, they sprinkled some sort of powder on it, um, and that allows me to invoke uh, this ability to make the sword very good at slaying giants and or dragons, uh, for a number of days after that invocation. Right, so you've you've got a magic sword, and now you've yeah. got you, it's even been um, enhanced, bossed up to it's be even more magic now. More magic. What's better than magic? More magic. Um, yeah, so you've you've got a blessed sword, blessed by the little um, twingers, I think they were called, and 
shortly after after that, you encountered a living, walking dandelion, a knight, um, and uh, I think uh, we've got him on screen there. If I can see, Let's zoom in a little bit. Amador the dandelion. That's right. Um, I just I don't think you guys can see his uh, name, so I'll just. Or, or can you? Can you see Amador on there? I can see his icon, just not his name. Uh, okay. Let's have a look. Oh, I see. All right, just change some privileges a little bit for you. And so he uh, rescued Polinella from the terrible slavery of a vicious, gigantic beekeeper. Well, that's the, how the, so the story goes. And um, these two, you've um, decided to help, and um, they've now led you through the ravines, through the wilds, to this um, uh, end of a, of a valley where there's a large dwelling, which you can see directly along a path. There's a low stone wall, and there's these enormous, you know, probably fist-sized bumblebees just you know, zipping around and a ginormous, a gigantic hive that you can see off to the off to the east there. There's a chair which looks like um, something very large has been sitting there and just snapping bits of uh, honeycomb off the hive because there's a few snapped off bits if, I sh if you can see my ping on the map down here. Um, just there. And... I think that covers last week. Um, oh, the only other thing is, sorry, accompanying Amador and Polinella was an elf acrobat called Gleam. And uh, Gleam, let's see, Gleam is also traveling with you currently. Uh, Gleam has got no shadow, Ungo. Uh, she said that the terrible hag who lives far to the north of here has sh um, uh, shadow shears and snipped off her shadow and took it for her own and uh, she's it's, it's, it's a common thing she does um, one piece of information you found out I can't remember it's, it might have been from the goats was um, <clears throat> that Endelin um, has seen her doom and she's destined to die at a eclipse, an eclipse, and uh, the sun, you know, this is a perfect place to avoid eclipses. The moon doesn't rise, and it's always twilight. So, and the, the sun is never in the sky, so there's never going to be an eclipse. But uh, Gleaming Glister are a pair of acrobats, one fashioned after the sun and one by the moon. And sh I think um, Enderlin's worried that you could sort of simulate or act out a uh, an eclipse by just getting Gleam to stand in front of of uh, her sibling, and in so doing, sort of be an eclipse and maybe be a way to bring about the doom of this hag. And so she took one prisoner and cast Gleam out shadowless and evicted her from her realm, not killing her or anything. Uh, the rule of hospitality Gleam was very careful to stick to. And so Gleam is also troubling with you at this stage as well. I think. Um, with a promise to 
that, that she might be able to help if, you, if it comes to having to defeat Enderlin Moongrave. <clears throat> I think that that's everything. Oh, there's the chair as well. Slapney, you were there for the chair. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, sure. I think I think Ungo's just had to step out for a moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, you would have loved it, Celeste. Um, it was a chair where we got to sit on it, and I think it took about an hour, and you went on this kind of mystical journey through uh, the stars and the planets, and um, yeah, and got to see all these sort of weird, you know, visions and so forth. And in doing so, um, we kind of received a bit of a boon from. I can't remember the guy's name. An arch, was, uh, yeah. an arch archmage from ancient times. A yeah. D- a diviner. Yeah. So <clears throat> kind of got to experience what, what Celeste probably experiences all the time in, you know, being a star druid. Mm. So, yeah. It was a Love shame it. you weren't there to see it. But maybe, I don't know, maybe we could go there on the way back or Swing past, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, where we find ourselves now is at this low wall, um, at presumably the uh, all of Polinella's people, uh, her subjects, because she is a queen. She has a little tiara on. Um, looking across the across the the landscape towards this large round stone structure. So I think with that, uh, uh, welcome. I see Mavis is is in too. So yeah, what? Uh, no problem. Um, we've just done a back just done a bit of a back ground from from last week. So we're not in initiative or anything like that. But but what do you want to do? Um, do we know whose house this is, or do these ask um, maybe ask Amador or Polinella? Uh, Polinella says this is where my subjects are held in servitude by the terrible mudlump, the Cyclops. Mudlump the Cyclops, that's right. I remember we did touch on Mudlump last time, didn't we? Is M- M-A-D or M-U-D? Because that, that might be important. Mudlump or Mudlump? Mud. <laughs> M-U-D, okay. Neither um, I, don't think, I don't think Celeste and Ungo's tokens are on the map. Oh, oh yeah, uh, because they weren't, weren't there last time. That's fine, we even saw that picture last time, I think. I'll bring you bring you onto the map. Never fear. You'll just have to check your hit points. Ungo. Did we take any damage last? No, you you guys were not present, so you wouldn't have taken any damage. Okay. Wow, that's quite a crew there. We just had a short rest as well, I think, before we got here on the way here too. Yep. Too short rest. So I think. I think I've used a couple of spells, hmm. but that's it. How are you going now? Can you see see the screen okay? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so what do you want to do? Well, um, maybe before we go all the way up there, we should probably have a talk. What are we going to do here? So there's a cyclops called Mudlump holding Polynella's uh, subject's I- prisoner. Yeah. What I remember, Mavis uh, was uh, shifted his armor to look like a beekeeper's outfit, and I think, 
Eleanor as well, just this guy self, and we're going to talk to him. But uh, okay, maybe you guys want to just go get straight into the fighting too. Oh <laughs> yeah, Eleanor's <laughs> gone off the change and didn't come back. <laughs> um. Okay, so assume oh. assume for the purposes of just for continuity that Eleanor's off in the sky somewhere, maybe watching or whatnot, but she's just not in sight currently. Okay, so say to Polynella, um, can, oh, hey, can we speak to Polynella? She's a B, right? <laughs> uh, she is, yes. Oh, she's she speaks Sylvan? Uh, sh I think we, yeah. Um, so, lower guy was translating or something. Yeah. So, um, how can we help free your people there? Will they follow you if they know you're here, or, or are they kind of stuck here with the hive? They're stuck here with the hive. We must um, must drive off the terrible mud lump. You know anything about mud lump? Is he scared of anything? He's not scared of bee stings. Mm. They, they cannot penetrate his tough hide. Mm. wonder if we can. Um... Well, is, and there's a big door there, is there? There are. There are two, there's two doors um, at the end of the passage, uh, at the end of the stone pathway. Um, okay. And do you guys know if Mudlump lives alone? Um, uh, yes. Yes, uh, uh, he only keeps insects as his pets. And she what are these? Sort of speaks bitterly. <laughs> what are these things up here to the north? Uh, giant mushrooms. And they've got bees around them as well. Yeah, they? they've got bees around them. But there's a bit of yeah. So looks like some chunks have been torn off those as well. Um, Slapney will say the Celest Celestry recognise those mushrooms. Mushrooms? Are they anything to worry about? Uh, do I recognise the mushrooms? Where are you? Well, you um, you can roll a nature check. Pretty difficult from this distance, but they are very large. That's chat. I don't no. think I know much. Yeah, no, not you. Just you know, you're fifty foot away or so, but um, can't tell them to identify them from this distance. They sure are mushrooms. <laughs> well, what do you think? We could try and like lure him out. Um, he's, I don't. I take it that mud lump. He's not one to. Want to have a chat with people and listen to reason, is he? Oh. <clears throat> Who are you asking? Oh, yeah, ask him. It's Amador. Amador. He says, well, I, I guess, and he sort of looks across at Polinello and says, he hasn't harmed any bees, so maybe, but... Uh, we can only we can only see what can be done. You know, does why he seem he very? Yeah. No, I was going to say, does he seem very smart? Um. Oh. I I guess he's he's fairly clever. He's uh, fashioned many things that can take care of the bees. He's got these sort of smoking device, and he's not the okay. sharpest knife in the drawer, I'd say. And why does he want your bees? Well, it's it's for the honey, for the 
He's a sweet tooth. Okay, guys, so you know what? That sounds to me like a regular beekeeping operation, not some kind of evil mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> what the. Uh, does he do anything to help out the hive? Yeah. Like in exchange for the honey? Maybe there's a way to make. He has kept my love in servitude. And Polinella rings her hands. Yes. Maybe there's a way to make this uh, arrangement more equitable for everybody. Uh, are there any gardens near around here? Um, no, this is a land of blasted, um, uh, yeah, blasted rock and mountains. Um, so what? if we drive... You hear a voice thundering as the door opens and oh. this character comes uh -oh. out. Who goes there? And this enormous figure, it has to stoop down to step through a 15-foot wide doorway. Why do I do, sir? I, I represent interest of the Tri-Court Journal of Beekeepers, give beekeeper assistance and bee honeybee enthusiasts. Am I speaking to uh, uh, Mr. Madlad? He looks at you, a little bit confused, and says, That's me! And then he sees Polinella and says, You! You stole my queen! Mudlump, and he speaks to him about himself in the first person here. Mudlump needs queen to make mead, best mead in yon. Oh, I, I think there's been sort of misunderstanding, sir. Uh, for you see, the, the, we came across this fine specimen of a queen bee on our way here. We heard many rumour of enormous talented beekeeper who have developed quite an outstanding uh, <laughs> Beehive, and we were interested in interest if you would allow us to inspect it and perhaps give an interview for our aspiring beekeepers. Um, he takes a step forward. You can see he's wielding, almost seeming like a weapon, um, a a nest hanging from a hook. Like he's got a little staff, and instead of a dangling, you know, like a flail type thing. He's got a, um, a, a mini hive there. Um, and you can see he's well, with one hand, very long, almost going down to his knees. Um, he's got his palm facing away from you, but you can tell there's this enormous rock, probably you know, as big as your torso. And as he walks closer and closer, he, um, uh, you can tell his outrage is, is coming through loud and clear. How tall is he? Uh, maybe 20, 25 feet. Wow. That's a big bit of Cyclops. Yes. He says... Um, why? Why did you flee? And uh, Amador and Polinella sort of turn to you. Looks like they're looking for, to you to speak for them. So, um, 
Mud Lump, you can't just go holding creatures prisoner. Not yeah, prisoner. Happy, happy place. And he gestures left and right. Uh, yes, it, it was brought to our attention by by this fine specimen that the area is perhaps lacking a little bit in the greenery that the bees could enjoy and perhaps turn into honey. They can make honey here. It does but seem... They make... <laughs> but they can make better honey with the greenery. Hmm. Um... Amador sort of turns to, let's see, who's closest there. Um, he sort of sidles through to you, Noba, and says, Polinella can't go with him. If she's going to come with me, you know, we are betrothed. Would you be able to stay here at all? Nothing can stand in the way of true love. Aye, but why can't you be in love here? <laughs> he looks at you quizzically and, and, and it, it didn't really occur to him, it looks like. And, and Could you not be happy living here? Um, Mudlump takes another sort of two steps forward and says, what? What do you, of what do you speak? Talking to you, Nova. <clears throat> well, you see, Amador here is betrothed to Polinella. What is that? Betrothed? <laughs> well, you see, it means they're getting married. Why? Because they're in love, Mudlump. Haven't you ever been in love? What is love? <laughs> he looks well, very. He looks very curious. He, you know, his brow is knotted. Very strange look for a um, cyclops. Because when they knit their brow, it looks angry. Stop me and say, do you like honey? Very much. How much? It's. Excellent. So if you couldn't have honey anymore, how would you feel? Sad. I think that's love. Love by love. <laughs> hey, and not only that, but uh, mm. I think love <clears throat> is something where you're sad if you don't have it, but when you feel love for another person, it also means that you're happy when they're happy he sort of uh, smiles a bit of a grimace smile i would like to be in love too <laughs> i don't know i don't know where this is going i'm sure you'll find someone Amador steps steps forward and he he swings his uh, his scarf across his thing and he says, "I vow, Mudlump, to undertake a quest to seek out your true love." 
and in return, allow me to seek out mine, he looks across to Polinella. Um, and uh, Amador says, don't we? And he sort of looks around at you all. Um, says, yes, yes, yep. we'll, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll, we'll help too. <laughs> became we. <laughs> Our deal the, night, the night in white satin will do it. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> but Amador okay. is taking the oath. We're just agreeing to help him. That's, um, Nelba does a little something. As I am concerned, this was supposed to be a small detour on our way to the castle. <laughs> I'm not taking I, any... I did not hear nothing about no quests. Or Mavis, what, what more noble quest is there than true love? Uh, dealing with the, the hags, catching our stolen things back. But I what are we... Justice and vengeance? Yeah, but that, that is not my vengeance. So, don't really care. There well, are none says... who can dance with me. If you see one my size, however, you know where so I live. Nice. <laughs> we'll give her your number, Mudlum. <laughs> <laughs> I, and in the meantime, try planting some greenery on the, around the place. Ladies love greenery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the upper hand here, mud love. Okay. <laughs> he sort of uh, start brushes his uni brow off to the two sides. Uh, mud love, are, are you particular about your um, choice of a partner? Uh, <coughs> she must be large. And he opens his hands, you know, basically the same size as him. Are you open to some arboreal companion? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he knots his brow. He doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. You can see uh, this idea of him being big, smart. Bit of, he's a bit overrated. Okay. A big tree that moves around. A good place for bees to stay warm in winter. Hmm. Perhaps a dinner would be a suitable first step. What? <laughs> okay, that's Can you cook? Can you cook, mud love? I cook mead. Best mead in yon. That could help, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Pick it up a lot. I can help both of them. Tell her about his interest. He's a beekeeper. He makes it of his own mead. This, is, this could go well. <clears throat> this is an easy sell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, this doesn't seem like it's too much of an impulse. It's not like we have to go... Oh, actually, Slapney will quietly say, it's not like we have to go out of our way to, to find his true love. It's just like if we do find someone... <laughs> yeah. Just, Ask you know, around a little bit. Mm. So I'm saying, this how many whooping... giants are there in... How, how many giants are there in Yarn? Surely one of them would be a suitable match. There may be others I've not heard. We know at least one giant walking tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's true as well. Although I don't know the gender of trees. Oh, did you happen I, I to ask? I think it really matters. I, but what if it matters to Mudlump? <laughs> he said he'd have dinner. Whatever. Yeah. 
I mean, look at him. He walks over to his mushrooms and he reaches a hand and he lifts the cap off. And, he, and you can smell, as soon as he lifts it off, this rich, pungent, uh, alcoholic, uh. sweet um, smell. And he says, come, bring your flasks. Empty that horrible water out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, Slapton will go over there. Okay. He'll, he'll, drink, he'll drink his water down and then he'll go over there. Okay. Fill her All up, right. mud lump. All right. He, reach, he takes the little thing. It's like a thimble for you or like a little medicine sipper. Uh, but he dunks it in and um, pretty quickly it fills up your, uh, your water skin with honey mead. Honey mead, nice. You had a gracious host, Mudlump. We yeah. appreciate it. Um, now, Mudlump, one thing I've learned is I feel like I should give you something. We, we get to him. Later. We gave him our word. Oh, yes. Is that, okay. Yeah, we get to him later. He says. <laughs> he says, "Get, get me date night." Date night. Um, as long as, as long as we're over there, I was kind of thinking about having Ungo try to use his knowledge of nature to convince <coughs> Mudlump that happy bees are more productive bees. Okay. Can you do a persuasion for me, Ungo? If any, well, I, I, was, I was hoping I could roll nature instead of persuasion, but all right. Can uh, I talk to him and give him advantage? Yeah, you can say... I have zero bonus to persuasion. Okay. But, you know, <sighs> but you've got advantage. Yeah. Oh, there we what go. Is that? Thirteen. 13's not bad. Okay. Um, yeah, he says there may be something in what you say, and um, I'm trying to achieve any specific concessions to him. I just want him to think about that, and maybe the bees will have a little better time. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Come, come with me, little shadowless one." You going with him, Ungo? I try not to get stepped on as I follow him. Okay. He he, he ducks into his into his uh, house. You going in with him? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. You see an enormous bed, probably twenty foot across. And he says, "Here, something I found which might fit you. I have no use." And he pulls out this quiver. I like quivers. Quivers are good. Yep. <clears throat> Um, yes, I accidentally stepped on this and it didn't break. Very strong. <laughs> um, yeah, and he, uh, he also reaches under, under you and, um, brings out this, like a small harp as well. He says, I will break this if I try to play it. <laughs> and he gives that to you as well. I guess I'll say thank you. <laughs> you probably yell thank you. <laughs> yeah. Looking up. <laughs> Bring that back to the group. Okay. Well, um, Polinella is um, mud, can, is is keen to stay in this with her people, um, which means. Um, but Amador will say his farewells and then go along with you because he can he can guide. In the same way as well, he's, got to, he's got to fulfill his oath, right? Yeah, that's right. 
Um, and Mudlump is going to be, he says he'll either be here or um, if you come back and he's not here, he'll be offered his, his, um, his other home. Yeah. Well, that's useful. Tell, tell the women you have two homes. Other, my other home's tumble down. It's it's a it's a larger cave complex. Um, I mean, people are curious why the housing market is so shit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got another wife there. Yes, I was going to Airbnb it. <laughs> um, okay, so Ungo, you come back to the group. You've mm. got this um, this ornately carved um, quiver and a exquisite quality lyre. Show the lyre to Mavis and ask him what he makes of that. What, what do I make of that? Um, arcana check, let's say. Yeah, do an arcana check. Okay. And um, yeah, you, it doesn't. You don't know if it's magical or not without a without a spell. But um, it looks just very well made. It's untuned. It's going to take a while to get back in tune. All of the strings are a little bit loose. But this would be worth well over a couple of hundred gold if you were to try and buy something of this quality. Well, I don't know how to play a liar, but I assume Mavis does. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen him do it. Why don't you hold on to that, Mavis? I'll start playing around with the tuning knob. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you're the guy with the guitar, always mucking around with the knobs at the end. You, as as everyone walks along, um, and yeah. So you've got a lyre of exquisite quality. And I will examine the quiver on my own because I know a few things about quivers. Yep. Okay. You figure out pretty quickly that you can, you know, putting your arrows in, you can put far more arrows than can possibly fit in there. Yeah. That you know, it's a it's a TARDIS, it's a TARDIS quiver. I'll uh, wait a second, let me check something. Uh, I don't have any spears. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna see if I could stick some spears in there. Okay. And I'll try putting my quarter staff in there. Yeah, that'll fit. Cool. Okay. Um, where to from here? Hey. Well, we can either go find that uh, prince, or yeah. we can, or we can find that. Uh, uh, what were the... The corrids? The yeah, the corrids. Yeah. So there's the corrids, the prince, the bugbear, <clears throat> Hurley the bugbear, and Glister as well, we have to find, don't we? Or is Glister with them? Yeah, Glister is captive of Vendelin. Oh, okay, so Glister, we'll find her Glister where we find... And the and the bugbear are captives. Oh, the bugbears are captive as well, okay. Right, so yeah, the elf prince or the... Cards. Who would be more likely to have a giant, what? a lady giant on hand? What, um, well, What's this well card maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll ask um. Cards. Yeah, we'll just ask Mudlump which one's closer. Um, if he can tell us. 
he says Lockberry Henge is west of here. And if you, I've just moved you to your your main map. Oh, yeah. where oh, that's a... where the cards are, isn't it? At Lockberry yeah. Henge. All right. Maybe we should head there. That what was cords again? Cords, yeah. Iron, iron haired men, I think it was. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lynn, uh, Creeping Lynn uses their hair as puppet strings. I imagine they're not very fond of that. Yeah. I, I, I think of the supply might be good. Sure, let's go there. Yeah. Okay. So you can see on your map um, where you've come from at the edge, the, where the mist is to the south. You've walked through the ravines and things heading north um decided to head a little bit further north to to go to mudlump's cave and now just backtracking a little bit and going off to the um to the west you form up and f and f find yourselves walking up a tall um tall peak uh with a flat top to it so that the peaks around it are still a little bit higher and as you approach the peak you see that there's it is a hinge of, of sorts there's all these a ring of stone uh, let's see I'll move you to a, a different map just bear with me for a sec uh, Yeah, there we go. That's a good line about the journal, Mavis. Yeah, kind of wasted, wasn't it? If I knew the guy was an idiot, I wouldn't put so much effort into it. <laughs> yeah, but it's good practice for a better crowd. <laughs> yeah, I guess no effort goes to waste. <laughs> okay um yeah so you find yourself on a like a mesa where there's this ring of rocks and let's see i might be able to give you a little bit more yeah boulder strewn plateau eight megaliths in the center of it it looks like there's a bit of an old fire pit um and a small checkered game board of sorts. It's got playing pieces made out of stone and it rests on the ground. Does it look like it's a game halfway through or is Yeah, it, it does. It does actually, yeah. If you look at it, it does tell you. Look at that, that's good. No, but it's gonna inspect yeah. it. Okay. Um, roll an investigation, Noba. Okay. She's got, let's see here, 17. All right. Um, it looks like this game is, you recognize the moves that it would, you know, it's similar to other games you might have played at some point. And let's have a look. Um... Yeah, and you get an idea about what the what the next best move might be. I'm gonna make it. Okay, 
So you move one, one of the pieces. Um, and with that one move, um, you've, you actually realize that you've sort of done, similar to checkmate in, um, in, in chess. Although it's, yep, not, it's, it's not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she yells. So the game, <laughs> the game of the game of crowns. Let's see. One <laughs> one sets chalk and the other's shale. They're sculpted and they look like uh, short humanoids with two legs. They've got cloven hooves like you, but um, uh, they're shorter and stockier. Almost have no neck. Partly though because they've got a big thick beard and long sort of dreadlocks covering over their shoulders and down their back. Um, the beard and beard and hair all merge up all, all together. Can you roll a insight check for me, Noba? You can have okay. advantage. Mm -hmm. That's a 21. Really? Oh, where is it? Okay. Um, all right. So with that, you hear this chuckling from the from the east. Oh, bear with me. And a corred, obviously a corred from looking at the statues, the little little game tokens. Token layer, yep. Um, steps out of the largest of the boulders. And um, you can tell it's a older sort of, um, she's, she's wearing a dress, no beard, just um, a clean, clean shaven, but still with this long tangle of, of wiry, it looks like steel wool, but it's thicker than that. Uh, and she comes chuckling, chuckling out of out of the rock, and says, "Well done, ha ha ha." Noba, Noba is going to uh, give a bow. Thank you. Okay. I've been known to play a game or two in my time. <laughs> and um, this, uh, you get this disgruntled sound as well. And another Corred steps out of the triangle one, and he sort of. Rrr. And he's got a like a, a handful of pebbles and he pops one in his mouth and he's chewing it like chewing tobacco or something and <laughs> crunching them up with his teeth and then <laughs> spitting out the, the dust. Wow. And he says, oh, you, you said you were going to get me in one. Didn't know. I didn't see it. You distracted me. <laughs> Uh, is he talking to us or? He looks like he's sort of talking to you, but he's, he's sort of directing his attention to the queen. And the queen, <laughs> queen comes to you and says, ah, well, it's um, good to see people who know the Corred game. It's good to play it again. It's been a long time since I've been through here. Okay. You've been here before, never. Uh, once when I was little, my parents uh, and our troop rode through here. 
barely remember much of it, but I do remember the checkerboard. And she kind of squints. Yeah. Um, Ar Queen um, Argantle sort of kneels to the ground and picks up one of the rocks. You know, there's there's a lot of debris around. And it, she, she sort of holds it and then starts to squeeze. It looks like it could just crack and shatter. Um, but then but instead of it crushing and sort of going bursting out of between her fingers, she gets her other hand and grips it. And she just keeps pressing and pressing and pressing. And you said, if they press these hard enough, and she sort of squeezes, and then, you know, it's almost gone. Um, until she's got it down to just a fist. And then she sort of blows on it. And then she just reaches in and picks it up. There we go. And um, uh, she says, here, a gift um, for helping me win against this trickster. And she gestures to the, the male Corred to her side. And uh, she gives it to you, Noba. Uh, Noba will, like, take it. Okay. It looks like a sapphire. Her eyes are going to uh, widen a bit. Okay. As, um, as, as you hold it in your hand, having a look, it starts to glow faintly. Uh, can I... Uh, she's going to go to uh, kind of Celeste and me. This. You do know about magic, don't you? Mavis, Celeste? Um, yeah, but... Uh, I, I do think rocks are more of a Celeste domain. <laughs> I can check it out. <laughs> yep, okay. I'd be, okay. I'd be grateful. Uh, Nova gives it to her to check. Um, Celeste, you can either do an Arcana or a Nature. Um, I'll do Nature. Okay. I'll give you inspiration for that. Okay. All right. Um... It looks like a star sapphire to you. Um, in pure jewellery value alone, you might be able to... It would probably cost a thousand gold to buy in the shops, uh, gem merchants and so on. Um, this glow, you recall, is like a fey blessing and it'll bring good luck, just for usually for a short time when it's you just created like this on the spot. Hmm. You say, oh, this is fancy. And it's lucky. Hmm. I, I'm gonna hand it back to Nova. Okay. Uh, out of game. What does that? What does that mean mechanically? I'll treat it as a stone of good luck for 24 hours. Okay. But after that, you could put it in party treasure or whatever. It's still a star sapphire. Hmm. Very kind. Uh, you mean Thank you. Like the, the lucky feet, or is it like the luck stone? Luck stone, stone of good luck. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Is there yeah, anything we good. can do for you? Is there anything we can do for you guys in return? <clears throat> she she seems to be gritting her teeth a little, and you can see the other Corred is looking down and sort of stamps his hoof, and she says, "Do you hear it? You stumping the ground? Yeah. No, the pickaxes. Listen, see if we can hear. We're it. trying to hear it. Okay. Um." Whoever who's whoever's wants to or two of you can roll perception rolls. I don't hear. No. I'll have a try. Okay. I got you. We'll go the first two. Oh. All right, Mavis, oh, okay. you're you're already there. Uh, but Mavis, you can hear a faint 
tapping. And you're not sure whether it's underground or if it's carried on the breeze, but uh, um, and but Queen Argantle sort of grits her teeth as well. She, they do it to annoy us. And the, the Corred off to the side runs off and grabs a boulder and he hurls it. Probably goes a couple of hundred feet. And um, he, he's, and he screams, Death! Death to the Briganox! And a peal of thunder accompanies his display of anger. But where, does the, where does the boulder go? Do we see where it lands? Um, just it launches off into the, off the side of the Mesa. Who are you angry at? The Briganox. They're helping Bitter End build her wicked contraptions. They live underground. They're little mining pigs. <laughs> okay, so, so, so it's not like a race thing. They, they're just evil, right? They hide, guard, guard and guard the schematic diagrams, new contraptions in their mine. Who is it that they do that for? Who's making the contraptions? Bitter End. Bitter End. That's another name for uh, Endolin, isn't it? Uh, so, Creeping Lin. Creeping Lin, yeah, that's the one we know. Oh. Bitter End. Yeah, Bitter End. Endolin. Yes, Bitter End, the hag and from the north. Ah, okay. Gosh, she's got a hundred names. Hey, <laughs> that's normal. We can't stand the noise of our mining. Our ears are so sensitive. What are the Briganock? You, you said they're mining pigs. Mining pigs. Uh, and where creation. are they? Crafty, nasty creatures. And where are they? Um, they say they have a mine not far from here. And you what said they're protecting, we, like, schematics and stuff? We can take them, oh, uh, schematics for her contraptions. I think that would be good for us to know. Yeah. What are they mining? Oh, God knows what. As you can see, you don't need to mine anything around here. You just crush rocks into gems. Um, yeah, mining's pointless. Say, so, uh, we heard some pro possibly unsubstantiated rumors. Uh, you provide your hair to, to the witch? We do not. We do not provide our hair. She steals it. She's... Uh, Wiling enchantress, and while, yeah, while she likes to steal stuff, and she she catches us unawares with her gaze or with her God knows what magic she has, um, holds us in place and snips our hair and snips our shadows. Seems a bit rough. Okay, so so you wouldn't mm, oppose us trying to kill her, right? Oh, yeah, even if you no. Help us, right? Certainly. So... In fact, we've heard that the Briganox have a secret tunnel that connects to the the to their their own mine to Motherhorn, the lair of, of Endolin. <laughs> yep. Amazing. Yeah. So... yeah. High five, high five, Ungo. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> what are we waiting for? How about we go uh, do some pig herding, and meanwhile you gather your companions, compatriots, and your kin, and then we can reconvene and you know do like a little uh, coup d'état 
Yeah, oh, certainly. Sort out these Briganox and then we can help you sort out Bitter End. These, these mining pigs, they're not like... Just the, they're not like little kids with pig masks on by any chance, are they? No, they have snouts. Oh, good. They have oh, good. snouts. Good. Oh. Like sour pigs? Or... Yeah, I, didn't, I just I thought we were going to get into a mine for the sour pigs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, as we do, um, it is time to celebrate our joining and our alliance and then a couple, oh. a couple of other Coreds, one steps out of each of these stones and you notice now that every stone is made of a different material and, mm. the, and these Corred have a sort of sheen to their face that looks a little bit like the stone that they've come from almost and this is the, the, the chiefs of all the tribes I call and they all step out and they say and now we dance and um, you know, one of them gets out, so starts banging with two rocks together and like drumming, and it's like a real sort of hippie drumming dance where with everyone uh, stamping their feet on the ground, and they all start dancing and hopping about. That new uh, Nova's going to pull out her um, uh, her uh, viol and start playing. Okay, uh, nice. So the viol uh, joins in with the drums. Well, Ungo actually has proficiency in drums, so oh, yeah. oh wow, join the drums. Okay, <laughs> so let's have a let's have a let's have a party check. I need to know what each person is doing. Uh, Ungo, you have proficiency in drums, so I'll let First you go. First, hand drums, so I'll find something around here and beat on it. Performance, wrong performance. Uh, yes, please. And there's the Corred dancing. Yeah. All right. Oh. We, okay. We have a natural tw nice. natural twenty as Ungo bangs out his drums. Um, Nova, <laughs> you're, <awesome>. <laughs> Nova, you're, you're accompanying this with the high notes of a. Did you say lute? What was it? Uh, viol. Viol. Can you do us a performance check with your viol? Sure. All right, that's 16. Okay, so we've got three passes because Ungo's counts as two. Um, Ungo puts his giant gloves on and beats on a rock. <coughs> Who's that, sorry? Oh, Ungo, Ungo that's, yeah. The <laughs> giant gloves. Oh, yeah. The giant gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Amador goes over to, uh, let's see, we don't have Eleanor here. Um, he goes over to Celeste. And he sort of holds his, you know, goes into a bit of a low crouch and he says, may I have this dance? And Celeste accepts. Okay. And so with that, he sort of does some sort of, um, you, you go into the sort of normal waltzing like dance position and he sort of leads you off in a um, polka of some sort to the sound of the drums. Do you want a performance? Yes, please. <laughs> Amador, Amador can give you um, advantage on that. Okay. You are one. And I think I heard Mavis say you can have inspiration, was it? or? Yeah, I gave her for the, the Arcana check. She still has it. Oh, yeah, so you've, you've still got it if you want to use it to up your 10. 
And what's that? Was that a D6? Uh, I think it's a D8 at this point. Nice. All right, so, so, fif 15. so 15, right. So you're um, busting, the, busting the groove out. Um, who haven't we had yet? Um, Mavis and Slatney, what are you guys going to do? Slatney's going to dance. He's going to do some athletic dance. Nice one. And, like, if, if they're, um, like, they're strong, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, so if they're using any, like, if they're doing any strength stuff, he's got his like, gauntlets of ogre power on. He's going to, like, you know, be okay. trying to make what they do as well. Just you know? just like a gorilla, you can, you can, um, this is a very boisterous dance that they're all, all the Corred are doing. And you can, you can succeed here with either charisma performance or athletics, strength athletics. Yeah, athletics, definitely. <laughs> okay. Here it comes. <laughs> <clears throat> Twenty-two. Oh, Twenty-two, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he you're. Picks up, he picks up. He picks up two <laughs> corridors and he's dancing around them. Everyone. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Mavis? Uh, I think with all that percussion going on, my lyre won't be heard anyway. So instead, <laughs> uh, we use uh, minor illusion to create like a booming, thunderous sound. Okay. Can... Some nice steady measure. All right. Um, you can either do. into all overture. You can either do Arcana, or as in just your, your magical ability to try and make it flashy, or performance, because you're just using it as, as, as to do a performance. Uh, I think we'll go with performance. The light show. Yeah. All right, another 15. Okay, so every one of you passes. I'm going to assume that Elkhorn and Gleam and Clapperclaw are sort of just doing the shuffle side to side, off to the side there. Um, but... Um, yeah, the the Corred celebration goes swimmingly well, and uh, you are all now firmly um, embraced by the Corred. Um, they offer, if you wish, to uh, take a meal with them and rest, and perhaps then set off to the Briganok mine. Sounds good. Yeah. Will this be a long rest? Yeah, what the you can you get the idea that they're talking about a long rest yet? Okay. Um, nice. All right, long rest. As long as we can keep to our own food, sure. Yes, um, you might need to do that because these these Corred pretty much eat rocks and gravel. Can Slapney cook something? Can 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 Slapney try cooking something up for everybody? Yeah, sure. Because he's a, he's he's a proficient cook. Oh, okay. Last time, uh, Ango and Slash were out hunting. So if someone give me a if someone can help and give me advantage, I would cook. I'll cook something pretty good. <laughs> we'll help. She's very curious. Okay. Twenty two. All right. Um, so you do cook up a meal, and um, I think there was some foraging and things a while back when you were you were going through thither. So whatever it is, you've, you manage to scrounge together out of your collective backpacks of, of stuff, but you turn it into something that's um, uh, better than decent and it feels like there's a celebration. And I'll serve everyone a cup of honey meat as well. Oh, <laughs> the Corred get right into that. So where did you get this? Uh, oh, you, you guys don't happen to know any, like, Large women around the place, do you? <laughs> Very large. Uh, um, no. Uh, what do you mean? And they, uh, they look curiously at you when you say very large. We're kind of into a bit of matchmaking at the moment, and um, 
we know someone who's oh, looking for some companionship. Oh, um, a fine hmm. endeavour. And if if um, and that's the man that made this honey mead. So you know, he's got something going for him. Ah, well, when you see him again, tell him the secret to a partner's heart is with a vigorous dance. Ah. Nobla kind of snorts into her mead. She, she, looks, she looks a little buzzed. <laughs> okay, and with that, you finish your meal. It winds down a little bit. Um, the Correds sort of hang around a little bit and they sort of look at that every now and then that, you know, they get a bit disgruntled and it feels like it's not spoiled or soured, but they still hear these, these uh, pickaxes banging on rock in the distance. Um, okay. So you can take a long rest. Um, you don't get all of your hit points back. You just get half of your hit dice. But you can spend whatever hit dice you choose if you want to heal up if anyone is injured. I think we're all good. Yeah, I think everyone's pretty okay. Um, yeah. And lastly, I think Nobo's mugged up the most, but uh, between some healing and the hit, lay on hands. Yep. Yeah, we had a couple of short rests as well, didn't we? So I think we've been pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm just going to move us to another map. Hey, Celeste, what uh, what spells did you get at level level three? Spells did you pick up? Um, I took it was a healing spell. I just can't remember what it was. Uh, healing spirit. Aura of vitality. Oh, even better. Nice. Because cool. I don't think we have. A healer anymore? Do we? Mm. Well, uh, we got you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> if we need some more next level, I'll pick up. Your a paladin can heal a little bit too. Yeah. No, I can do a little. I can do a little bit as well. I try to tiny. Yeah, I try <laughs> to save mine. If someone's if someone gets down, I'll try and use mine then to get them back right. in the fight. Yeah. I have my starry form where I can turn into the, the chalice mm, where I can do extra nice, healing. So yeah, I figure yeah. I take some healing spells. Yeah, that's good value, that nice. is. Yeah. So you can see from your map, you're making your way north towards the Brigganock Mine. <laughs> north, I'm just going to make sure of that. I'll drag us here. Yeah, so I meant to ask, do you perhaps have any other sisters, one perhaps named Solaris or something like that? I think it's I think it's just me and Selena. Mm, okay. But I I forgot she existed too, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's the whole thing with the moon and sun all killing Lynn, and I think Selena, the name means somewhat moon or moon. Oh, maybe. Isn't I don't think that has to do with it, though. Isn't the sun basically a star anyways? So... Where are you getting these crazy ideas? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to say the Earth isn't flat. Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's round, isn't it? 
I just thought it was. That's not where I've seen it. What's the earth? <laughs> okay. Um, you're, ma you're making your way along through the ravines. Um, a lot of these drops, and you don't have to clamber up and down, so not no real. It's not mountaineering. It looks like there's a well-worn path to the north. However, um, you're on one of those uh, rickety bridges, one person wide. There's a whole big long line of you going back because there's a Corred and some others with you as well, obviously. Um, Slapney, you're up the front there with Noba, Mavis and Celeste, Ungo. And coming from the other direction, there's a, a procession coming. Um, Ungo, you can tell that they're goblins, or at least goblin size, goblin shape, but they've got masks on. Okay. And they're ringing bells as they walk along. How many of them are there? Uh, just those three, or? No, no, there's eight in total. I just won't put them all on the map at this stage. But they're just so one. They're, they're just shuffling along behind one another in, in single file. And it's a fairly solemn sound. They've got their shoulders slumped. I don't know if they've seen this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but they don't seem to be perturbed. They just keep on walking towards us. Yes. That's the right. chords. They know who Stop. these are. Uh, no. Okay. But there are that goblins. Oh, there are goblins everywhere in the Feywild. It's not uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> we work with one. Yeah. You um. <laughs> Slapney, you move off to one side. Yeah, just to let them. I just let them pass. Okay. The the lead goblin sort of looks up at you solemnly. Just nodded him. Uh, he's got a, a a skull, a headdress uh, shaped like a skull, and this is a badger. And you can tell looking at the one behind him, it's a wolf. The one behind is a ram and so on. They've all got different necklaces, dangling bones. Um, Slapney would just say to him in Goblin, good day. <laughs> he says, hmm. Good day, if it is. You're just like, yeah, be not Oops. touching his swords, but oh. leaning on his swords. Okay. And they continue on past as you let them, let them through. Well, Mako, like, does it look like there's some sort of religion? Like, can we make a religion check or something? Yeah, maybe? can you do a religion check for me, Slepney? Oh, well, maybe, maybe um, he'll ask, hey, Celeste, do you know what... Are you any good at religion, Celeste? Do you know what they are? Um, I am not or, great at religion. Or Nova? Any of you guys any good at religion? I'd be good at religion. Let me look here. The weird thing, religion is intelligence-based, so... Oh, uh, then nope. Nope, she's got an uh, eight intelligence. You might, yeah, someone <laughs> might be proficient in it, that's all. Oh, well, Slapney uh, will no. try. Slapney will try. Okay. Why not? So I think Slapney and Celeste, you, you two are right there, so you can both uh, might, might recognise it. 13. Okay. Um, it, it does look like... I will too. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know anything. Oh, my God, natural one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Initiative. Yeah. It's a Scientologist. Yeah. 
Um, they're singing some sort of psalm in Goblin, um, which you can hear the words they're, they're saying, and they're referring to themselves as the Dead Ringers. The Dead Ringers. <laughs> they're all the same, do they? <laughs> no, they're all different. They're all different. Each one has a different mask on. Ungo, you can see that they don't have shadows. Uh huh. <clears throat> and you're a, you're a bit in the way there, Rango. What do, what are you going to do? Uh. Well, it's a little bit hard to move out of the way in the middle of this bridge. Hmm. Uh, I might ask them where they're going. He says, um. In goblin, I'll talk in goblin. Okay. Um, he says, oh, we travel the lands giving succor to the dead. Our bells, well, our bells give rest to the, to the deceased. I'm going to point to the, the miners to the north, right? The pigs? Yep. That's where we're going? Yep. Is that, is that right? Well... It's, it's the direction you're going. I think that's actually east, where you're heading right now. Okay, we're going east. Yep. Okay. I always point the way we're going, like, there's going to be some dead over there soon. Uh -huh. mm. <laughs> uh, he, he looks at you uh, and then points at uh, your bow uh -huh. and says, if th is this your weapon? One of them. He says, you should have a care. What? Should be like, safe tune. Have a care? This, these, these weapons you wield and gestures to all of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what about it? We I'm have, not really following him. He, he said, we heard your songs before, and they even point to the Kored. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're pretty good, weren't they? These weapons, <clears throat> though, do you know how to use them? Have before. <laughs> use them all the time. Hmm. <laughs> the two goblins at the front look to each other, and they say, have a care. We These, will do. Will do, bro. Over overuse of such things, and they you'll they will replace your tongue. Have they got weapons? These guys, um, cudgels. Cudgels. Okay, so they have weapons too. I'll ask them uh, if that's what happened to their shadows. Hmm. Our shadows were stolen, but your Goodbye. your songs. Your songs and your words will be written with blood. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you want those shadows back? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you a, bit, a little curiously. Everyone wants their shadow back. Well, we're working on it. We're going to get those back. Okay. Have you any dead? Have you any dead? We may... Uh, that you wish to speak with. Oh! 
Uh, Uncle is going to share that in common to the party. Okay. Do we have any dead we want to speak with? Uh... Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I'm not sure of any off the top of my head. Okay. He says, well, if you hear our bells and have a deceased to, to, with which you wish to, to treat a trinket, and we will awaken them. Okay, so noted. So you may speak with your, love, your lost loved ones. Where, where can we find you? Um, and the, they gesture to the Corred and say, they will hear us. And they sort of nod, ah. nod sort of a bit morosely. Okay, well, I guess uh, I'll try to back up and get the cords to back up so we can let these guys through then. Okay. And they Before, you go, of, Goblins, yep. before you go, Goblins, have, have, have you seen any large women around here? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> they look at you a little bit. I oh, know, all women are large to you. This guys, is a little... <laughs> do you always... Finalize your conversations this way. Yes, <laughs> have been recently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lately, yes. They look to each other and sort of shake their head and say, "Never mind." <laughs> okay. It's, they're, they're like the, um, you know, Monty Python. Bring out your dead bong. Bring out your dead bong. Just, just a moment. Um, uh, maybe we will walk up to to, walk to the the guy that was talking, yep. and I guess whisper into his ear, and, uh, something along the lines. Uh, I don't really w wish to talk, but if you could tell my friend that uh, we're almost done with the mission, that would be good enough, and that would be too late. Dearly departed paladin. Ah. Oh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Aww. Um, have you have you a trinket? Uh, I mean, he didn't let us loot his body, so no. <laughs> Narratively, I would have kept some souvenir. I guess. Yeah, all right. Um, well, assume you give them some sort of token of some sort, um, yeah. and eventually, and they sort of move off with their litany of uh, uh, giving the dead rest. Is is effectively what their their song is doing. Okay. I can't believe we all wrote backstories with alive parents. <laughs> yeah. No, mine are all dead. My whole village is dead. He just doesn't talk to them. You don't want to talk to them. I, I, I was an infant. I don't give a shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little bit further on. I was raised by the people that killed them. <laughs> with no psychological play <laughs> like trauma no <laughs> we should have just talked I, back to one of the <laughs> we should have just talked back to one of the hags we killed and said I was genuinely thinking about interrogating one of the hags <laughs> so Scabble do you have any would you like to get revenge on Endolin yeah. for any, <laughs> yeah. any uh, information you'd like to share yeah, it seems like she kind of stabbed you in the back there, like. No. All right. Um, you continue on. Eventually, the bells start, you know, vanishing into the background, um, replaced with the ever-present thunder and every now and then a flash of lightning from above. 
and he's going to put his hand on Ungo's shoulder and say, Ungo, you are the only goblin I've ever met that doesn't creep the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was genuinely touched by that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did say you should fight. Thank you. That was extremely racist. <laughs> I... Ungo agrees with him. Ungo is actually racist against goblins. Um, Ungo, <laughs> what's your passive perception? Uh, 15. 15. I think somebody, does somebody have 16? Yeah, no. Slapney. I know, mine's 15 so, as well. Oh, is it? Celeste has 16. I'm just adjusting your tokens here. Slapney's 15, and Celeste is your 16, is it? Yeah. Yes. All right, happy days. I thought I just got them the wrong way around. Um, you're moving along, and Celeste, you notice two shadowy things off in the distance, off in the, to the side uh, of the ravine that you're travelling along. Which side? Um, to the south. There was a bit of a bend. I'm kind of going to get the attention of everybody around me. Like, okay. do, you, do you see that? I'm using a token for a shadow, but... Um, uh, do I see it now that she pointed it out with 15? We have, like, I mean, slap me up one less perception. Let's have a look. Uh, yes, you can. You can tell, you can't tell exactly what's there, but you can tell there's something there. That the shadows are where the um, light from above, where it flashes, and um, from, I presume, someone's got a light source if anyone is human and needs to be able to see in the dark. Um, that there's a bit, of, right. a bit of movement in the shadows off to the south. I'll pop up my hood and then hide over here behind this rock. Um, is that down a slope or something like that? Or are they... A little bit upslope. Up so you're, up, you, up you guys are travelling along a pathway that you can see right. on the map there. And... Uh, it's, it rises to to the north and the south, up into the ravines. In fact, there's an archway going above you. You've just gone underneath. So Ungo moves off to the side and, and takes a stealth. Um, Celeste, you've pointed it out. Eleanor and uh, Noba, Mavis, you can tell there's something moving, something there, maybe out of the corner of your eye. That means it's going to and get against the wall there and look up at them. Okay. Should we call out to them? Do they see us? Um, I imagine they see us. Yeah, you, you think that there's... Can you... Uh, can you roll a perception roll for me, Celeste? Can have advantage now that you've already spotted them with your passive. Yeah. 23. Right. 16 and our 23, so the advantage helps. Um, they look like slightly stretched out, elongated goblin shapes. And they look like they're yeah. sort of crouching, poised, either ready to pounce or... But, but definitely trying to stay hidden, unsuccessfully, to you at least. Do you, do you guys think Andalyn can control the shadows? I think that's them. Controlling uh, puppets, right? The wooden, wooden uh, dolls. Does one of them look like? Do the shadows? 
I know. Do they look like Ango? <laughs> he doesn't look like Ango. Oh, all goblins look alike. We've been... <laughs> Oh my god. Maybe the BM's being racist now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. No, this is a shadow. Of a, this, is a sh this is a stretched out shadow of a goblin. Whether it looks like Ungo or a Corred or a whatever. No, the way those shadows are as handsome as Ungo. Yeah. I mean, what, what and, it is, there's like 20 something of us here. And they're not yeah. moving or anything like that? They're just staying there? No, they're, yeah, they're just watching you go past, it seems. I think they're going to report back to Endon that we're here. We can... Celeste, you're, you're looking one in the eye and it looks you back and it goes... And makes a, a spooky sound. I'm going to step forward and say, I'm not scared of you. It sort of rocks its head back a little bit and then looks across to the other one next to it and then says... Ooh. Uh, if you're looking for the goblins that deal with the dead, they went that way. You missed them by a few minutes. Celeste, you spot one moving along the wall, just like as shadows do, just slinking like water over the rock. I think we need to stop it. Oh, the light in it. Who's got the light? Is there anyone who can't see in the dark? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't think I can see. The, I don't think Slap Me can either. Okay. So you probably would want a torch or lantern or something. Yeah, I thought someone had light. Mavis, what's your um? What's your normal? light if you need it. Do you have a light spell or a cantrip or anything? No, I think I have a candle. If needed to be, but generally I was, I think, being manhandled by the people who could see. Yes. When dark. What about you then, Slutney? Do you have a... Yeah, no, I, I don't either. I thought someone had a light spell. Well, might be. Might, be might have been Eleanor, unless Celeste yeah. got... Oh, yeah, it could have been Eleanor. Or... Um... Let's, for the purposes of this, assume someone has light, but who would have it on them, like on their staff or on their whatever. Nova has a torch. She can light that. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put a torch onto you, Nova. Uh, let's. Can Nova see in the dark? She can. Nope. Yep. Oh, can't yep. you? No, it oh, doesn't. Wow. It. I, I looked in my features and I'm not seeing dark vision. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, she doesn't have dark vision. And what's a torch? 10 and 10? Uh, 20. 20. I think it's 20 and 20. 20 and 20. Uh, I'll, I'll, make, I'll put it in there anyway, but. Um. Uh, it says, yeah, 20 foot radius uh, of bright light and 20 foot radius of dim light. Okay. All right. I'm going to switch on the uh, dynamic lighting here. Oh, we've actually got it on. Now we'll know who's got dark vision. Okay. So Noba, you should now see only what the light lights up around you. Same with you, Mavis and Slutney. You'll see whatever Noba's lighting up. 
Well, lead up, it's a type. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn into my starry form because that sheds light as well. Okay. Uh, that might be. Yeah. Do you want to turn it? So I'm turn. you wouldn't, because that'll only last an hour, I think. Um, so I think it's just traveling. Two hours. I think half her three dollars. So it'd be two hours now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So um, you can go into starry form now, if you if you want. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna turn into the chalice. So I shed bright light in a ten foot radius, and then dim light for an additional ten feet. Okay. <gasps> Multi sided, choose side, the chalice. There we go. And. Sorry, I missed your your light shedding. How much? Uh, bright for a 10-foot radius. Mm -hmm. And then dim for an additional 10 feet. Great. All right, so both you and Nobra are now light sources. And um, the light that you're shedding dimly illuminates the um, one of the shadows. Um, the other one is sort of moved out of your light vision and off into the darkness. Does it seem to be affected by the light at all? Yeah, it sort of shrinks back and tries to find a, um, you know, uh, a shadow to, to, to lurk in. This shadow just come right over next to me. Just assume you haven't seen it, Ungo. You're hiding as well, I believe. I was trying to watch it and stay on the other side of the rock from there. Um, Slapney's just going to start slowly inching himself towards this one up up here. Okay. You start edging your, your way up. Um, Ungo, you lose track of the one that was sort of sneaking uh -huh. along. You hear this hissing sound behind you, Ungo, and some, oh, no. and and you spin around, and this um, shadow, and it looks like you, um, uh, as much as you can tell. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> and it, let's see. Reaches out for you. And strikes out at you with a with a, like a talon. Okay. What's your armor class? Oh, um it hit a natural twenty. Oh <clears throat> And Wait lands as you, lands tell me, as you don't hit. Tell me that's all. Okay. Uh, if I'm hit by an attack. Okay, maybe I can hear the result first. I have a thing that can cause it to. No, I think I have to say before the result. I just know that I'm hit. Yep. Uh, you are I'm hit. I'm the scouts evasion, which will have the damage, even though I'm hit. Okay. So you, this is like the rogues evasion. Is that right? It's uh my one of my combat superiority dice. It adds AC to the my adds AC, but I'm hit anyway. Uh, yeah. But even if I'm hit, I take half damage. Okay, all 
All right, so it um, hits you and does 18, so nine damage. Necrotic. Okay. And your strength is reduced by three. And it's cackling with your voice, hissing at you. And it says, we shall be one. Okay. Good use of shadow. Sounds good. <laughs> um, I'm going to get everyone to put themselves into initiative. Uh, when do we plan on taking our break? Um... That's a good idea. It's 9.30 now. Well, there's only one shadow. It might be pretty... might be short. <laughs> okay. So let's just sort this out and, um, and then and go there. Um, so I can see Slate Me, 24, Ungo, 22, Celeste, 13, Mavis, 10. I can't see... Um, yeah, Noba. Oh. Uh, for some reason, I'm rolling in the in the beyond, yep. but it's not showing Just, up on the game. So select your token, uh, highlight your token on roll twenty, so that it's sort okay. of, and then do the initiative roll on D and D beyond. Okay. I don't think any of the rolls are. Uh, her yeah. rolls aren't linked to the table, oh. virtual tabletop. Okay. Well, just tell us what tell tell us what you rolled. What the first roll that you rolled then. Uh, first roll was 14. Okay. I'll just put... I can manually do that. All right. You, you can see it in the D&D Beyond campaign game log. Oh, yeah. No worries. I trust it. Okay. Um, Slapney, you hear Ungo crying out in pain. Okay. Uh, and what's the shadow up here doing? Um, it looks like it's um, crouching, ready to pounce. Okay. Um, Slap, you'll just get his swords out, jump into it, and okay. give it a cut. Boing, boing, boing. Yeah. Or oh, not jump into it, run into it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, okay. Nah, who... Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hunt his marker as a bonus okay. action. Okay. It is now marked for death. So if it tries to run away... Okay. At least I'll get a... Uh, okay, and then he's going to hit it twice. Okay. Roll to hit. Have eighteen. Um, I'm class eighteen hits. Okay, for uh, so twelve damage. And what are you using? Just a normal short sword. Okay, so it does. Mark. It does the full twelve damage, but um, uh, it's resistant to the bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, whatever. So is it same, kind of the same as the rocks? Do you want me to half the slashing and just add yes. the hunter's mark? Or, yes, yep, please. Okay. Sure. So it will be seven damage then. Okay. And second attack is a 21. Ooh, nice one. And that'll be a total of seven damage again. All right. So with two thrusts, it's it's in tatters and, and ragged, but not dead yet. The okay, hunter's mark also piercing damage from the weapon it's just extra damage the weapon does yeah it's just i'm uh, i'm classing it as um still ma as magical piercing damage rather than non-magical that slap you done okay stab stab that your two attacks is it that's his two attacks yeah yeah, yeah. okay bonus action yep 
Okay. Oh, your bonus action was Hunter's Mark. Okay, Ungo. Sure. You got your faculties. Uh, I will. You're like Kirk and Spock, eyeing each other off, circling each other. This guy, yeah, this shadow is, is small, like I am. It is, exact, it is exactly the same size as you. Oh, okay. Uh, I will pull out my dagger, my magical dagger. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to try stabbing him. Okay, roll a hit. Roll a hit. I'm a class nine misses. You get a second thrust. I'm class nineteen hits for five. All right, and then uh, I'll use my action surge and do it again. Okay. You Hulk out. I'm class sixteen hits, doing six damage. I'm just reading off the scrolling thing here, and uh, fifteen. And Yep. Now, is this a magic dagger? Yes. Oh, uh, this is the That's one. That's a dagger plus one I got from that, that dragon knight guy. Ah, yes, Sir Televar. A good one. Mm, okay. He, he gave you his longsword, but it was a fairy dragon sized. Okay, with the last one, you thrust into it, and then this, this thing sort of discorporates, but it sort mm. of slumps to the ground like as a pool, and then the feet slink over to you as if you're sort of um, standing next to a pool of shadowy mercury. And the shadow attaches to your feet. Ah. And you you suddenly feel this rush of this lost thing recovered. Nice. Yeah, <clears throat> Ungo will react in a strange fashion for Ungo, who is usually quiet and sneaky, and he will cackle loudly. <laughs> and you 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 feel this tink tink tink, and then you hear some sort of some little metal thing landing on the rocks at your feet. Look around. Okay, and you see something sort of shiny, just glinting off the light from the people in the distance. Um, we'll leave it at that, though. Noba, what do you want to do? Uh, well, uh, wait a second. Yeah? Uh, uh, I didn't move or use my bonus, so let me see what's happening here. Okay. Um, that's just that one over there. Uh, I assume this gray thing is a rock? Yes. Yeah. I'll okay. move over behind that rock, and I guess I'll probably do nothing with okay. my bonus action. Okay. Or can I hide with that? Or is it disengage and dash? One second. I haven't played this character in a minute. I can hide. I'll hide with the bonus. Okay. So you run over behind the outcropping and take a do a bit of a sneaky business. Uh, Nova. Hi. Then, then Celeste. So let's see here. Uh, I just got to check one thing quick. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so how bad is the shadow here looking? It's in tatters. Alright. Slap me, slash uh, this sword through it, and it's got ragged lines through its midsection. Alright, then Nova's going to, um, use her movement to, uh, go up next to slap me. Okay. And, uh, uh, attack it with her longsword. Okay, roll to hit. This is magical, I believe. Yes. Okay. And it's a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Alright, and then that'll be uh, 6 damage. Okay, and with that, the um, shadow discorporates and flutters away into little ribbons of, of shadow. 
um, as it hisses its last goodbye. And with that, we drop out of action mode. Mm -hmm. Good work, neighbor. As the last of the shadows is, is discorporated and you all look around at each other wondering what the hell just happened um, and uh, sort of grinning Ungo as he points down to his shadow. Um, yeah, Ungo will jump up on the rock with his hands on his hips. <laughs> like, look! Points at the shadow. And then the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I found it! I tracked down my shadow! I am the greatest hunker the Amrad clan has ever known! <laughs> wow. Nobody's clapping, clapping in character. Uh, uh, <laughs> this show is spiked with a healthy dose of heroin or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that meal just lean into Nova and say, is Ango okay? <laughs> I mean, he looks okay. He looks great. He's so. <laughs> he like turning back. and like moving his arms and like checking out his shadow. What happened to the shadow that, that Nova just killed? Um, that just discorporated. Some poor gobbler's never going to get his shadow back. <laughs> oh, no. And that brings you right because of F, this perfect goblin will feel, live in misery for the rest of his life. That's right. Racist, racist. That's right. We have, to, we have to find that goblin and put him out of his misery. Uh, what? <laughs> Hold on! Ungo <laughs> does a front flip off the rock and runs over to go check out those shiny things. Oh, okay. Ungo, uh, uh, look at you. Problem. If that shadow, one of them at least, was Ungo's shadow, I think it's safe to assume that they were just sent by Evelyn. That begs the question, why would she send just two measly shadows to die almost immediately? Well, maybe they're just wandering around. Maybe they escaped. Maybe they're, maybe they're spies. Uh, Not meant for combat. Or maybe he was looking for Ungo as well, as Ungo was looking for him. Yeah. All right. That's a nice thought, actually. So let's um, take a 10-minute break here. Uh-huh. How long does that strength uh, drain last? Um, you're not sure. Okay. But um, you, you've still got this. You've got the, still got the strength drain at, drain at this stage. Um. Right. All right. So. Okay. See you in ten minutes. Okay. Ten minutes see, in, see you in ten. Nice. And we are back live. And, oh my God, we're, there's so many of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so you've just defeated two shadows that were lurking off to the side of the ravine as you've been moving along. Um, Ungo, you've got your shadow back, your lost thing. Um, Noba, you can sense with, the, with Ungo saying, you know, whatever it is, I've, I've lost, I've found my shadow, da, da 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 You can sense that there's something that you have lost somewhere nearby, somewhere in this region. Uh, you, you don't get a direction from it, but you know it's nearby. Hmm. Ungo, I see you're moving back to where you, where you defeated yourself. You said there was something shiny 
Metallic thing on the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to go. It's a bit tricky over there. Um, do you want to do a bit of an investigation for me? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. With the 13 Gee. shining a bit of a light around. Eventually, you see a little um, uh, shiny reflection of a metal ring. Pick it up. Okay. Um, it looks like a sort of dark metal, you know, just that that um, very low, lustrous sheen, like the metallic black. Precious. <laughs> <laughs> you start to rub it, and it feels like it is one with you. Uh, wow, what the hell? I'll put it on. Okay. It instantly attunes to you. He's feeling excited and optimistic. It instantly oh. attunes to you, and it's 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 uh, to do with your lost thing. So mm. this shadow must have somehow been used. Your whatever it, you, the thing that you lost has been used to create this, and now it's been left behind. <clears throat> and um, uh, you feel like you can almost switch roles now and become you can spend a charge from this ring and uh take on a sort of shadow form oh oh that's cool hmm it's called a, we'll, we'll call it the ring of the shade um it, it just has the one charge but uh if you spend the charge you take on your shadow form and for a minute uh, you would have, as a shadow, you would have resistance to necrotic um, and bludgeoning, piercing and slashing from non-magical. You also can't be grappled or restrained, being a shadow. And while you're in dim light or darkness, you can take the hide action as a bonus action, which is probably not relevant for you. Do but, that anyway. Yeah, but um, uh, there's the resistance there. Resistance to non-magical attacks well piercing bludgeoning you know slashing nice mm. i'll paste it into the chat yeah you have written down somewhere yeah i'll paste it into the chat um the base item here that i'm just cutting and pasting oh hang on i'll try again It says it has three charges, but it only lasts for one round. Um, what I've done is modify it slightly to say it's only got one charge, but it lasts for a minute. <clears throat> one charge, but lasts for a minute. Okay. It should recharge at night time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at sunset. Unfortunately, in the sun doesn't set here, but... <laughs> oh, yes, it never recharges. Mm. <laughs> All right. What do you, so you, you gather gather yourselves, come together? Yeah. Um, let's keep moving and... Well, 
Snowbird, are you okay? You look distracted. I, uh, I think I'm alright. I think maybe my last thing is nearby somewhere. Close by or? Uh, does it feel close? No, by you don't. You, you've felt this for the last six hours now. No. So you're feeling like uh, it's getting closer, but not, uh, not not like you're right on top of it, like the Ungo's sort of revelation just recently. Okay. Well, let's push on then, hey, and see what we can find for you. Okay. You um, you press on. Let me see. I'm just going to grab everybody's token, the whole posse. <laughs> uh... Okay, you've put on weight. Put on weight? You look like you've... There's more to you than there was before. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, well. Shout out. One issue I should deal with is I'm now over my carrying capacity because I have seven strength. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Here you go. Let me. The magical quiver doesn't re remove the weight of the arrows. It does. So I'm thinking maybe I can throw some daggers in there possibly. Yep. Get myself back under this weight. I'm well underweight, so if you need me to spend I'm carrying six daggers around. So. <laughs> that ought to do it, yeah. I'm just imagining him, like, as soon as he gets his shadow back, he's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It's so heavy! Ah! Why, why, why uh -huh. is it so heavy? <laughs> <laughs> You need any help there, Rango? No, I'm fine. I put some daggers in the uh, quiver and I'm good to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, you you slightly lighten your load enough to that you with your strength um, diminished. You can feel it slowly coming back. So you get an idea that you know it won't won't be you know days. Like an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah, more like in a matter of hours. Um, okay, so you travel along, continue on, and you can hear some sort of clattering and rattling as you're going along the, the again, the bottom of a ravine. It's a bit wider at this point. There's some scraggly stunted bushes. Looks like most of them have been hit by lightning at some stage. And you can see a wagon in the distance, and it's trundling along towards you. There's no horses. Hey. There's, there's no horses pulling it. <laughs> and there's no no one on it. Uh, there is a sort of cloaked figure with a hood pulled pulled over, sort of holding its hands as if there were reins, but uh, just trundling along. And I can't move it because it's actually on the map. So I'll I'll move you guys as it as it sort of goes past you. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I know what it is going. How did that? Uh... 
Would you like to join our group? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly. It looks like it's the thing to do. It's. Uh, <laughs> this, be left out. this wooden wagon sort of trundles past you, though, on squeaky wheels. It's moving quite slowly. The tall, swathed figure astride it. Um, almost not giving you much, much of a, a much of a nod. He does sort of he, she, whatever. It does nod towards you as you, as you call out, Mavis. The wagon is painted with stormy, windswept landscapes, reminding you of 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 Yon. Looks, it fits right in here. And um, as as you pull up, as it goes alongside you, off to one side, um, it sort of comes to a halt, and uh, some curtains, you know, the, the, that's got cloth covering it open up on the side, uh, revealing a bit of a stage. There's lights, there's lighting on the inside somehow, like lanterns and things. Oh, shit. Combat mode. Yeah. <laughs> I know where this is heading. <laughs> and um, Noba and Mavis, I think you've got the best angle, looking straight ahead into the, into the side of this wagon. And you see some marionettes, do, 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 and some music starts. Yeah. And they're moving like thunderbirds, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna yell out. Cut that shit out right now. Noba, one comes to <laughs> Noba, one comes to the front. Do, 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 two feet, and uh, it, its arms lift up and it waves, and you can see it's it's a satyr. With, uh, she's with, going with, to wave back. With and, and it gestures over and then gestures with two hands at the at the at the ground in front of the wagon. Uh, she's going to approach. Okay. And as you approach, you can see um, it takes a bow and it it looks, yeah, it looks like a satyr, and you see a harangon come in and this harangon is uh, unlike the regular harangon you see not that sort of spindly jackrabbit but um uh, rabbit the mus <laughs> it's Lapney. this one looks like you yeah don't you find it freaking weird and dropping in, you see How this. How was this moving? Was there, was there like horses? How was it? No, 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 there was nothing. No horses pulling it. It was just. There's moving. no driver. It's just moving. Uh, there's a, there's a driver. He's just okay. like paused and just, 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 just slumped. Wait, like, you know, waiting. Um, you see okay. this figure drop down, and you can see that there's a couple of strings attached to it, and it's a broom, and there's a. A uh, young lady sitting side saddle with a nod and a wink and a roll of the sh <laughs> roll of the shoulder, and she's got this witch's hat on, and she's bewitched doing figure eights in the sky above. All right, enough, Eleanor. And, you and Celeste is going to skip over. Okay, so Celeste, um, you you and Noba, close enough to see. Um, and Mavis is is a little bit further back. Slapney, you're off to one side. It's a little bit hard to see where you are from there. Mm. Um, the driver's sitting at the front here, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> Slapney's just going to walk over, to, wander over here. Okay. And then go boing and jump over the top. 
with okay. the bonus action. Okay, you, you, bounce, you bounce over it, um, and uh, nothing happens. The driver doesn't do, doesn't move. Uh, and he'll just like push around here to this okay. to the back of the cab. Nova, you Nova and Celeste, you see this golden glow now. The the light changes, and you can see all of the figures. And there's uh, Celeste and um, uh, Mavis and Slapney. Um, and they're approaching what looks like a black hole and there's a, this glow coming from it. And they each, one by one, go up and this, this little marionette fi figure is giving them golden things which they hold out their marionette hands and then dance a merry jig. And shortly thereafter, the, a curtain comes down and then comes back up. And, uh, yeah, we lost Uncle. Huh? We lost Uncle somewhere, I think. He's not. Oh, my token? Yeah. Ungo. Where are you? Slap me, going to whisper. What do you see, Noba? There we go. Celeste, what do you guys see? I think this is the story of You see, um, you see the marionette witch and a little marionette goblin come and join the other two and um then they all sort of march merrily off and uh this big giant cyclops type thing comes some comes sort of stomping up to them yeah. i've i've had enough i woke up yeah. the and tried to try to pull him who pull him down obviously the driver right. Mavis, hold a second. I'm going to say, wait, wait, I want to see how it ends. <laughs> if I had a grenade, I would have thrown it in there. Yeah. <laughs> wait, right now. Mavis, you've got a couple of couple of characters asking you to wait. I want to see how it ends. Uh, I'm not interrupting the show. I'm just trying to pull the driver down off his seat. Okay. Um, you... Hmm. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Okay, as you go and grab him, um, he just the robes just collapse into a pile of, of robes. There's nothing on the inside. Great. I still want to see the end of this play. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it tells us how how we win. Back up. Okay. It's this this the, things of the Evelyn's magic. Aren't... At this point, they're all dancing around in circles with these little marionette corets joining them. Um, and uh, at, at some point, a couple of, about a minute ago, they were, you were joined by Gleam and Amador and this little yellow dot just buzzing around, probably on the end of a stick coming from somewhere higher up in the roof of the, of the puppet mm. show wagon. Um, about 10 seconds later, after that sort of, after the procession, you see this line of, of eight goblins go past um, as they go across a bridge. Then there's some sort of magical, uh, some sort of battle and everyone gets their swords out and like marionette sword fight. Um, and finally, everyone sort of gathers around as this little wagon pulls up and then they all come and sit cross-legged with their hands on their laps and, and watch the show. 
and with that, all the marionettes get up and put one hand behind their back, one hand across their belly, and do a bow. And uh, this unfurled uh, curtain comes rolling down from the top, and it's written in common, and it just says, uh, like a banner, emblazoned with the words, To be continued. Celeste is going to clap. Okay. I'm just going to look for somebody trying to ambush us. Okay. Can you roll a perception roll for me? Yeah. Uh, and I might add... See, I'm going to add something to that. I'm going to add... No, it's still not going to be very high. What the hell? I'll do it anyway. Okay. Uh, I think I can add half a D8. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, you don't notice anything. Okay. Flashes of lightning every so often, but um, no, no characters, no people. Yep. Um, nobody's gonna look at Stephanie. It was just a, it was just us, just the story so far. Hmm. It was a fine show. She calls into the wagon. Okay. Um, the curtains raise, like for an encore, but at that point there's just one character there. And um, uh, it's you, Noba. Uh, she's tilting her head. Okay. Like, and this, this marinette sort of dances over towards you and then holds out a number of cards. They look like the, you know, business card size. Credit card size. Okay. Um, I guess she'll take one. Okay. At least it's watching from his angle. It's an invitation. <laughs> it says, and it says, uh, you are invited to perform a play for Endolin Moongrave and earn a private audience. No strings attached. Uh, she's going to read this aloud to the others. Okay. And it seems as if there's uh, enough tickets there for each character in the party. Okay. Not counting um, the Corred. Not counting uh, Amador either. Amador or uh, Gleam. Seems like there's one for each of uh, our party. Hmm. I'll take mine. No, fuck that. I'm not playing any games. <laughs> Maybe if you remember the prophecy. Hmm. Nope. Yeah, Play to our passions. Stay on script. A cat, a horn, or shut script. Yeah. Seems like if we were to go and put on this performance, we might have a chance of uh, playing to her, playing to her passions in some way. I agree. Yeah, I don't think people who are who are paranoid about their demise are gonna go create an environment in which they would get killed. If anything, it would be exactly opposite. Well, can't I hold on to him? Hold on to it all you want. I'm not touching that. Okay. 
So someone does someone want to hold uh, Mavis's ticket? Just take all the tickets. I guess <laughs> Nova will take will hold on to Mavis's ticket. Yeah. For him, uh, and anyone else who doesn't take a ticket. Clapperclaw will take his and stuff it inside <laughs> his belly. Uh-huh. I got your likeness pretty well, Clapper. Yeah. Ungo's gonna peek out over the rocky side behind. He's like, "Are there any big women in the cart?" <laughs> Not that I could see. No. Okay. I'm Ungo, putting... do you want your ticket? No. All right, I'll keep it. I'll keep it safe for you. What about you, Slapney? I'll get mine in a moment off your Nova. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Nova just hands it over. I'll just wait for the card to go. Let's see what this card does first. Yeah, okay. Do you stop there? Could you do me a favour? You want me to tip this thing over? Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting. Alright. I you... think y'all. You give it yeah. a give it a hike and just flip it over, and um, it just falls to pieces. It looks like looks like the inside is pretty much empty. You know, there's you know shards of wood and cloth. That's about it. Mm. All right. Sure, no, but I'll have my ticket then. You don't need to hold on to them all. Thank you. Okay. She hands it over. So there's the note there. You're invited to a performance to perform a play for Enderlin Moongrave and earn a private audience, no strings attached. And I think I've got the yellow are the tickets, everyone who's holding one. Um I think, Nobo, you've got two tickets because you've got Mavis and Ungo. So that should be three, shouldn't it? Yep. There we go. All right. Um, the, the wagon is pretty much destroyed at this point. Nobo, listen, I, I get the whole uh, whimsical sate from the Baywall vibe. We're happy there, but... Can we, as a rule and thumb, not interact with things that are sipping with evil magic of a witch? <laughs> well, here's the way I see it, Mavis. Andalyn has, so far, out of all of the other witches, adhered most thoroughly to the laws of reciprocity, uh, hospitality, uh, and, and such. Uh, um, so long uh, as we are listening to a different story, from what I can tell, she imprisoned people. Aye, but she didn't harm them. Uh, it makes them perform for her. And what she she's can, a, she yeah. punishes them. Don't think she's a good person. We've got to be careful of her, don't we? No. Oh, yeah, we've got to be careful, but. I mean, and she's going to look over to. To uh, the smashed cart. I mean, does that make you feel better? Like you're more in control? <laughs> yeah! Like, yep. Like it, it, 
it did make me feel better for a moment, I have to admit, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just for a moment. You, and do you feel more in control of the situation overall? No, but have... ever since I sat in that chair and I and I got that intimidation proficiency from that that archmage, I just get angry sometimes. <laughs> My point is sometimes you got to play a situation smart, not like just be how do I put it? You can't always just go into a situation in uh sword swing and sometimes you got to play by the rules. Well, I, I, think a, I think it's a good idea that we do a play for Endelin. Because it sounds like fun more than anything, but... <laughs> I mean, use it as an excuse to get in here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Exactly, Mavis. Yeah, and, and what a, yeah, we, we, we've got a clue about what the play would have to be. So, I don't know, we'll just... I, ca I call it The Witch's Demise. The Witch's the Demise. The once-in-a-lifetime story of how group of adventurers with their army at their heel wrecked her shit up. Mm. <laughs> Sounds fancy. And Celeste is going to say, oh, oh, and pull out the finger puppet family that she has, that she got, <laughs> I can't remember where. And be like, we're so prepared. Finger puppet family. Oh my god, Ungo has a finger puppet too. Nice. Yeah. He's it? got a wizard finger puppet. <laughs> Chamber? I think so. Yes. Nice. All right. Um, you, as you're having these deep conversations about what to do with Endelin when you meet her, you finally find your way to a cave entrance. And surrounding the cave entrance, uh, you see there's outcroppings of rocks all around it. And um, peering from around them looks like there's Corred. Oddly. These friends of yours, say to the Corrid that are with us. Um, they say no, no, we, we created these. Huh? You created them? Yeah, and when you look closely, you can see that they're made of solid stone. Uh. Oh. So they're like statues? Yes. And it looks like they're sort of leering, crouching, ready to pounce. Um, we made it to, made these, can, can you see these on the, on the, on the, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there's all these statues of Corred hiding, looking into the cave entrance. And so it keeps the, keeps them in their cave. Because they think we're all waiting to, to get them. Uh, clever. clever. Saves us having to, <laughs> having to stand here all day. You can hear the sounds of hundreds of tiny pickaxes and hammers chipping away at stone, emanating from the mouth of the cave, however. There's fingers of rock reaching skyward from there. So, we go in there, do we? Flat the side of the corridor. Yes, that would be the Briganok cave entrance. Is this the only entrance? Uh, all the the only one that we know, uh, they delve deep. Mm. How big is a Briganok? Oh, about yay high, 
and shows and it shows you about six inches. Six inches. Yes. Tiny. Well. This is the opposite of what we're looking for for the Cyclops. That's not going to work at all. <laughs> Noba, you've got your torch out. Yep. And and you're at the cave entrance, and you can see it sort of delving deeper in. Has it been two hours? Am I still in my starry form? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's only only been... It's close to two hours, but um, you're still in your starry form if you choose. Okay. Noba, well, no, Slutney, you're right there. Yep, yeah, Noba, if you want to go in, I'll be right behind you. Single file. I appreciate it. I appreciate the backup. And she's going to head in. Okay. You guys coming? I'm coming, but I'm going to stay a little further back so that we still have some light near the back. Okay. The um, let's because it's so tight in there. Let's have a whole posse. Um, a couple of Corred will go with you, but a lot of the others will let's say guard the entrance rather than make this huge crush. In other words, the people aren't here. Yeah. What about you, Ungo? Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to decide what to do. Like, could either go all the way in front or all the way in back. Okay. Do you guys want to scout or should I just cover you? I mean, um, so that's just in the back, right? So it's got that cover. Yep. No, but you go. No, but you go around the first bend, and all the tapping so stops. Yeah, I'm gonna go behind me. Out of the light, with my hood up. Okay. To impose okay. disadvantage on passive perception checks. Ah. Thanks. Okay. So Mavis, if you want to go ahead of me. Yep. And then is Elkhorn or Selena or anybody else coming in? Uh, Selena's an archer, and so, you know, is best at long range, and this all looks like it's about five or ten feet, so she'll cover the entrance. Okay. How high is the caper in? Um, eight foot high, three foot wide. How tall are you, Nova? Uh, let me double check. She's short for a satyr. Um, here. She is uh, four foot even. Yeah, no problem. So, so Mavis, uh, Slutney and Nobra have now rounded the bend and you can sort of see some of their light, I think, shining on the rocks, but otherwise... Yep, I will follow. Okay. I need the light. Whoops. Celeste, I think I accidentally moved you. And Ungo, you're just staying around the bend, following them along behind. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just going to watch our backs and have my bow ready and try to stay out of sight and stay hidden. Okay. Argantil's going to go as well as one of her um, lieutenants. Am I still weak? Um, yes, you are. Okay. So you're not sure if it's time-based. It does sort of wear, look, feel like it's wearing off. But but hasn't yet. 
Oh, uh, I also wanted to double check, Anthony. Uh, the Ring of the Shade, all of these bonuses are only when I activate it, right? Yeah, it doesn't do right. anything passively? No passive thing. Okay. It's just a okay. the, 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 the effect of the shade form. Okay. Noba, can um, you do uh, investigation? Oh, yeah, go for it, Sutney. I was just going to say, does anyone, does anyone have a spear by any chance? Any of the Corrid have a spear? Uh, I just thought it'd be good to maybe be a hit from behind you, Nova, in this closed environment, but that's okay. We'll work it out. No, that's all right. Keep going. Hurry. Right. Investigation, sorry. Yep. Oh, okay. Investigation. That is a 12. Okay. Um, the You can smell something you recognize. It's like a horse or pony smell. Is there a stable nearby? You haven't seen um, anything. She's going to... I think that's uh, you, know. I think that's you, Nova. <laughs> <laughs> She, she, like, lift, lifts up her arm, like, I don't think so. I had a bath last week. <laughs> last week. I'm kidding. Let's... Then I'm not. She grins. Okay, so there's about eight characters outside, and the rest are sort of following along. <clears throat> Um, Noba, you go on, uh, will you, um, as this, this, uh, twisting and turning, spiraling around, going down, 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 you're in the upper reaches of the, of the mine complex currently. There's not a lot of turnoffs, but, um, it's a bit of a spiral, easy to lose direction and after a while you can hear the tapping start up again it stopped when you first entered the cave and this time it's tapping in a sort of rhythmic sound rather than you know it, as if they're not just all whacking independent of one another in different rhythms this time it's more like a a gentle a gentle rhythm hmm. Hmm. it actually oh, sounds a little peaceful to you Oh, sounds like music. Mm. You carry on? Yep. She is going to keep on going okay. until something stops her. Celeste, you've got a Corred <laughs> right behind you, and I presume, Ungo, you're following along as well, just keeping them in sight. And Ungo, you can hear Clapperclaw. He didn't wait. He didn't want to hang out, hang around. Okay. This is his element. He's like a little wolverine. Cord see in the dark? Uh, with one of his eyes, he can. Scabitha's eye. No, oh, the cord. Oh, the cord? Uh, they seem to. They seem to not have okay. any problem. Cool. Um, uh, Noba, can you roll a constitution saving throw for me? Okay. That is a 17. Okay. And what about you, Slutney? Uh, con save? Yeah. Uh, uh... 
Oh, that's a five. Okay. Mavis? Okay. Four. Okay. I'll stay there, Slapney, for that for now. Oops. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, he was just there. Yeah. Okay. No, but I don't remember what you rolled, but I think did you do you get a plus one from that stone? Luckstone. Saving throws. Oh yeah. yep. Uh it added it automatically. I just added oh, the luckstone okay. thing. Yeah. Um can... and then I just renamed it Sapphire Star Sapphire and in my inventory and then i'll just oh, take perfect. off the magic effects like the next when 24 hours pass okay um ungo can you roll a save for me constitution oh, really? through. Hey, everybody all at once okay uh 17. okay Um, Celeste, your race, what is that? An elf. Okay. So you, are you around the bend, Celeste? Yes. Hang on, let me see. I'm in front of Ungo, though. Yeah, you, you round the bend, and you see Mavis collapsed in a heap. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, I'm can, gonna go over and kind of poke at him and be like, "Hey." Yeah. Um, poke at him. He sort of moves. He's breathing, but he's still collapsed. I'm gonna poke around and see if the other two are still standing. Okay, you can hear this hammering and banging and stuff, and you can see Slutney and Noba are both lying face down, spread eagle, and there's these little pig face guys, and they're hammering pitons in. Uh, to the ground uh, with ropes like Gulliver s tying Noba and Slutney to the floor. Wow. And they look around at you and the, they look extremely surprised to see someone conscious. And I'll, sh um. I'll, sh I'll, sh I'll show you the creature that you see. There's eight of them. They've got little picks. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. And they, and they look at you and they say, "Ah!" And you can see that they've lined up wheelbarrows. And they've just just a, a few of them are hauling Noba into a wheelbarrow. She's got a, you know, laying on her back, and her, her knees are hanging over the front of the wheelbarrow. Uh, her feet are sort of dangling along the along the ground, and. Um, her arms are crossed, and she's sort of quite tightly trussed, well trussed. And they go, huh? You're awake. And they go, uh, I, I am. Um, uh, and I'm going to try to run away. Okay. <laughs> Trying to kick Mavis on the way to see if I can wake him up. Okay, you kick Mavis, you, you vault over him, you're sprinting down the thing. Remember, it's only an eight-foot high ceiling, so as you run, uh, you know, you, um, you, you're at risk of bumping your head on the rock. 
So you sort of crouch low doing one of these low runs. And you run on down. And let's see. You round the corner and you see there's a corrid. Queen Argantil is completely collapsed in a heap. I'm going to keep going. Is Ungo asleep? Yeah, you spin around the corner and Ungo is fast asleep. Snoring away. I failed with 17, damn. <laughs> okay, as I run past Ungo, I'm going to try to scoop him up because he's small. Okay, alright. Um, so you scoop him up. And... Um, let's see. Just getting perspective here. Um, what's your strength? Can you pick him up? My strength is plus one, so twelve. Okay. I weigh about 150 pounds with all my equipment. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you can. You might not be able to carry him and go running, but you you might be encumbered, but you can sort of drag him or or whatnot. And uh, over okay. another my over another corred. Yeah. Sorry, Celeste, go for it. My goal is to get him out and go with the others and make a rescue plan. Okay. Um, and uh, poor little Clapper Claw, you, you go past and he's, he's got those huge teeth, those huge fake teeth, and he's... <laughs> and uh, you finally get out, Celeste, and you see the others and they're like looking at you with with some surprise they all look a little they all, they're all sitting down um, leaning their backs against the rocks and they their high, eyelids are heavy uh, and they look at you and go oh you're back and i imagine i'm out of breath like dragging ungo like everyone it's asleep and i don't know what happened and we 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 have to save them And I'm going to drop Ongo in hopes that it wakes him up as he hits the ground. Okay. He goes thud and gets a bit of a knock on his head, but he doesn't wake up. Say, cover your ears. Cover your ears. Don't listen. Okay. They, co they, co they cover their ears and stand up and they're at alert. You know, you've done enough to... To get them. I was trying to see if I have anything. So I have those finger puppet family. Yep. I imagine they have stuffing in their heads. Right? Yep. Okay, I'm going to take some stuffing out of one of their heads and be like, put these in your ears. Okay, and everyone follows your lead. You know, you're, you've ex you're the experienced one. And then I think maybe we should... Oh, no. Well, somebody should stay with Ungo. And then the rest of us go in on a little rescue mission. Okay. So someone stays with Ungo. Um... Amador will go with you, no problem, as will Selena, if need be. And of course, Elkhorn. And I'm going to make sure they all have 
either stuffing in their ears or stuff grass in their ears or okay if you want to move yourself i'll just move them to follow you And kind of just go in until I can start to hear anything. Yeah, sure. Um, you can hear work sort of start up again. This time it's not that sort of, you know, rhythmic thing that you... Did any of the chords come in? Uh, yes. So let's assume one round out the party of five. I probably should have asked them if they knew what was going on before having them plug their ears, but <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Okay. I'll just keep moving. All right. So I'm just going to fast track it here. And I'll remove some dynamic lighting just to make it a bit easier. And I'm going to make sure to look back at the other guys and kind of like, shh, like, symbolize that, be quiet. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. You come into an, a larger chamber and uh, the party look comfortable resting with, um, in, their, in their wheelbarrows, one per person including the Corred, and a tall, slender human clad in a dark leather armour greets you. They've got a friendly face, brightly illuminated by a tiny wisp of light that sort of floats next to, next to them. And there's a Briganok, a mouse-sized creature, perked on the human's shoulder. And she says to you, Celeste, Greetings, trespasser. And she says with a smile, didn't anyone ever teach you to knock? Didn't anyone ever teach you to not put all my friends to sleep <laughs> and take them away? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's much less aggressive to put people to sleep that come in with swords and shields and all of this, and she gestures to them all. And the Corred with you... You didn't... <laughs> You says, didn't even ask if, if we were friendly or not. What, what happened to the rule of hospitality? We came into your home and you're not very hospitable. Ah, oh, touche, yes. I forget my hospitality. My name is Molliver. And these are the Briganocks. Trig, are you going to say hello? And Trig, the little Briganock on her shoulder, um, looks, at you, looks at you and looks at the Corred very suspiciously. They're the ones, and that this little this little Briganock is pointing to um, the Corred. There's another one you spot, you know, comfortably sort of sitting in a belt pouch. <laughs> well, they ignore him. We're this is not about the war between you guys. I just okay. want my friends back. 
So around the corner behind you come the rest of the party and um, Alcohorn calls out. And he says, Molliver, what are you doing here? And he sort of walks in with a friendly sort of... I'll show you the character that you can see. And he says, this is one of Vala's call, our party. Just turning to you, Celeste. You know her? Yes. And Molliver's smile widens as she goes up and does the, the warrior handshake to, um, to Elkhorn. She says, I, you didn't mention your name, talking to you, Celeste. I am Celeste. And the, the, Wearily. The, the two Briganox say, they're the ones, they're the ones who are donating their hair to bitter end. I don't think they're donating it. All of the, the hair's everywhere. You can smell it. I think she's taking it. They Wait, are you not working for Endelin? No, they've captured our chief engineer, forcing him to work, building constructions and whatever, whatnot. Hmm, it seems we have a common goal. Um, the Corred's looking very confused at this. It looks like it was ready for battle, and now everyone's all pally, and Elkhorn was, you know, clearly an ally up until just moments ago. I'm going to say, why Why don't you wake up my friends and we can all talk about this? And Molliver turns I to them and says, that's a good work together. That is a good idea. Trig, Olya. And they sort of look a little bit distrusting, but um, uh, eventually they get two picks together and then clang and there's this loud sound and everyone yawns awakened and these little Briganox come and start to untie people to untie people they say very good it looks like the uh they they weren't coming to invade and kill and destroy and whatnot and she gives you a bit of a no definitely not arched eyebrow <laughs> of course <laughs> slutney nova you're now awake and you can sort of stand up i mean gonna roll over and go back to sleep okay <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. He'll, he'll oh, yeah, Mavis, you're, you're there too. I, I just didn't see you off to the side there. Uh, I just had the weirdest dream. I was cooking and someone was asking me to roll dice while other people were asking for proficiency uh. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like a weird game. Queen Argantle wakes up at two and she, she you know, goes to her, um, to her weapon uh, as if she's about to leap to attack. Put that down. I'm going to reach my hand out and say, no, 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 we're friends. Okay. We're friends now. Um, Celeste, can you do a uh, persuasion check for me? Eighteen. Oh, nice one. Yes. Okay, so you managed to convince uh, Queen Arg Argantle to not launch straight into battle. And... Um, and talking through with Molliver, uh, the leader of the Briganox comes forward and Molliver sort of introduces you. And they say, Creeping Lin kidnapped our chief architect, Golmo, 
He now toils within Motherhorn, designing contraptions. Okay, I see where this is going. Okay, do you want to join our army? Do you have any giant ladies to join yeah, the army so as well? Yeah, chase. Do you have any giant ladies as well? Yeah. <laughs> I see you only have an eight foot ceiling, but yeah. there might be a giant lady in here somewhere. They they say this. We can't. We cannot ally with these Corred. Ally with us instead. They, they provide their hair to build her contraptions. Uh, no, you see. So the, the way she stole your chief engineer. She's stealing the hair from them, so she's stealing from both of you, so she's your enemy, right? So... Hmm. Can you roll a persuasion for me, um, Mavis, this time with with uh, advantage, because you've got truth on your side. Oh. How'd you go? Uh, 26. 26! Okay. Wow. So you broker a deal with these these, and, and, and the Corred and the Briganok finally reconcile their differences, realising that they've both been misled by Endolin uh, or thinking that the other has fallen in with Endolin um, and that, you know, the tyranny of distance has caused them to just see each other as a threat. Um... So and, and they both turn to you, both groups turn to your party and says, well, what do you plan to do? Um, uh, public show. What, what do you want us to do? We, 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 we're, we're up for a fight. We can, we'll go in there, we're, you know, weapons. That's where we're headed. ready. Yeah. We, we still got one more stop at least to make. The, the Elf Prince. Yeah. Do you know where Al Garthus is? Oh, you would look look to the beacons. Well, that's what we want to do, and then we want to head and see this nasty hag. Okay, well, they the, these two groups offer to um, uh, the Corred of... They've got very good hearing, and they give you this uh, whistle that they use, um, and it's something that's pretty much silent, but they will all hear. And if... If we can, uh, and the Briganox say, if we can clear the chasm and get through to the tunnel, uh, together our two groups will clear away the any debris. It, it's a it's a largely disused tunnel that goes through to underneath Enderlin's fortress. Uh, but okay. we could be all ready to rush there at your call. Okay. An, an invasion. You know, right. so should we find the prince and you then know. come back here and go through the tunnel? Yeah, that's also a good idea. The Queen Argyle says, well, what are you going to do with your... Are you going to go and have your audience with Endolin? Or are you, do you just want to do a frontal assault? Well, it's a secret. We'll tell you what, what, what. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, maybe we should maybe we should do the meeting or the show for Enderlin and while we're doing that, you guys attack do a from well. attack from beneath. Yeah. 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 So okay. And that could be a good escape yeah. plan too. Yeah. This... We will come back to you with with, with a concrete plan for now. This is kind of like a bit loose. Um, 
Should they? One of but them says. But if we blow the whistle, come. Yeah. One of them says this will save the dungeon master from moving so many tokens on screen. The dungeon master. They all look up. We're gonna go get the prince and whatever allies he has. Then we go get the wife for the ogre. We get the not ogre, the cyclops. We get the cyclops and the entire beehive to join us. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be enough firepower. Yes. Soon we will have so many tokens we won't even fit inside the castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to watch watch the DM just play Dungeon Dragons by himself. Yeah, I'll just roll <laughs> roll attacks and damage and hit points. Um, okay. We'll have so many tokens that the DM will just let us have the happy ending. We just switch to Warhammer. And <laughs> there, is, there is a problem, though. Uh, the chasm that that goes across to this tunnel it needs clearing. Clearing it yeah, from what? You, you guys get get on to that while we. Go <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll 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 need you to 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 clear the chasm. Clear it from what? What's in there? There's undead. They're like they're like Ooh. they're like trolls, and they live under the bridge. Uh, Can you not put them to sleep, like? You did too, my friend. They they yes, seem right. to be like elves, and they they don't sleep. Okay. All right. Let's clear out some undead trolls, then, guys. It's mm -hmm. what yeah. we do. Maybe they will join us. Who knows? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> we have yeah, a choice. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> So the Briganox and the and the and the Corred are going to go and continue their uh, treaty that they're forming. Um, some of the Briganox will escort you to this chasm. So basically, going as far as possible. I think that's everyone here now, all gathered together. There's a couple that are. I it will sleep outside. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, Ungo. Oh, I'm maybe you wandered in. Okay. All right. So eventually, someone will remember to go and get Ungo and clang together a couple uh. of picks and wake you up. Oh. <laughs> and I He's so cute when he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> no need to stop anyone. <laughs> now it's just got. I was like, let's go get him. He has no idea what happened. It's just gone eleven o'clock. Um, <laughs> should we stop here? Yeah, I mean, if a big fight is brewing, probably. I think. Yeah. So let's leave it. You can see these. Uh, we'll leave it here at the Riven Wish Chasm. Very good. Um, the Briganux show you the secret route, and beyond goes to Motherhorn and our Elder on the other side. Um, but yes, there's these undead living under the bridge, and you can see there's a few skeletons on the bridge. Um, it's a huge gash in the earth um, in which the Briganox hurl their malignant wish stones. They say that they, they mine wish stones from beneath the earth. Every time someone in the mortal realms makes a wish, um, it, uh, one of these stones is created. <sighs> 
Um, All right. The route ends at a gaping chasm. On the far side, you can see a grotto with stalactites and stalagmites. There's a truss bridge constructed of intricate wooden struts and beams. Beneathing, beneath the bridge is darkness dotted with purple lights. Well, says Molivar, here we are at jolly old Riverwish Chasm. Best stay on the bridge and let's not dilly dally, and we'll finish there. Nice. Okay. Thanks, everyone. All yeah. right. Yeah. All that was great. Arch's head. <laughs> Everyone failed. I was surprised. The only re and Celeste would have you failed the role, but um, I'd forgotten that you're an elf and immune to sleep, or yeah. immune to this sleep effect. Okay, so yeah. next week we're going to get like last time, get straight into some dice rolling in a for in a fortnight. And I think next time we're on Saturday. Is that right? I believe uh, yeah, that's yeah. 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 yeah, I'll have to I'll have to miss that next one. Um, right. That's my last Saturday night game. So, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's going to be the seventeenth. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's close out here. And thanks, everyone. Yep. Oh, Thank thanks, you. everyone. Bye. Cheers. in white satin lifelong fairy friend seek outside Vilna a queen to defend hourglass coven three to a ball you will need allies Answer Valor's call, look above you, yes above you.